0: Hello, and welcome to another week of Old Spiral Podcast. My name is Brian Grimm, and Drew, I feel like this week is long overdue.
1: Yeah, it is, um, especially since this is sort of the uh, namesake of the show. The the topic we're going to cover today, it seems like it should have maybe been (laughs) episode one, but uh, we're getting to it now anyway, so I'm excited. Better late than never, and if you're wondering what we're talking about,
0: we're covering... The Old Spiral Highway. Mm-hmm. That's right. Old Spiral Podcast. Finally thought of doing an episode on the Old Spiral Highway 30-something episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> but Before we get started, before we jump into the episode, I thought I'd mention that one of our favorite holidays is right around the corner. And no, I'm not talking about Christmas, although I do like Christmas. I'm talking Halloween. Drew, I know you enjoy Halloween. Uh, I've been known to throw a Halloween party or two in my day. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I guess I'll have a small Halloween party this year. Right, socially distanced. Exactly. And uh, with Halloween coming around the corner means that it's been about one year since we came up with the idea of doing a podcast about the valley. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, it took us a a couple months to uh, make that dream a reality, we'll say, but that was at a Halloween party where we were like, hey, I like podcasts, you like podcasts, let's make a
1: podcast. Yeah, and since then, I mean, the show's just kind of grown, and we got to meet all kinds of great people, and hear all these amazing stories about the Valley, and businesses that have come and gone, and people that have come and gone, and uh, it's been great. It's been a really cool year so far, I mean... uh, we're not quite there yet since this is still September but it's right around the corner. It's coming up. And the reason I bring it up so early cuz we
0: do have, you know, another I don't know, it's month and a half mm-hmm. is because we want you. We want to do some fun stuff this October as Halloween gets closer and closer, we thought it would be fun to gather some uh ooky spooky stories mm-hmm. that happen here at home. Uh, So if you, the listener, have any information on like paranormal activities that have happened in your house or in houses in the valley or in areas of the valley, we'd like to know that. Um, I know we'll cover some stuff, like some famous murders that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll go into, we'll, we, you know, we'll think about like the Haunted Palouse stuff and other, uh, maybe some ghost things that happen around the valley. I know that Morgan's Alley is a hot spot. Mm-hmm. We'll see if any of my civic theater friends have stories on the, the civic theater building. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would like, if you have a scary story for us, let us know, because we'd like to read it on air.
1: Yeah, absolutely, or we were talking before we started recording here, if you have the ability to record a voice memo on your phone, you can email it to us. Otherwise, you can email your story to us regardless, and that's at oldspiralpodcast at gmail.com, of course.
0: Yes, so uh, get at us through Instagram or Facebook, and we'd really like to know what gives you the shiver me timbers. We would. Okay. Before we jump into the episode, I'm going to play a song that has a little bit of relevance to our topic today. If you know the relevance, awesome. If not, we will get into it a bit later in the episode. Uh, But here we go. Here is a song by Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. You heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and the Lakers was setting the pace. That story is true, I'm here to say but I was driving that Model A. It's got a Lincoln motor and it's really souped up that Model A. Body makes it look like a pup. Got eight cylinders and uses them all. Got overdrive, just won't stall. With a four-barrel carb and a dual exhaust, with four living gears, you can really get lost. Got safety tubes, but I ain't scared, the brakes are good, the tires fair. Out of San Pedro, late one night the moon, and the stars was shining bright. We was driving up great fine hill passing cars like they was standing still. Um. Alright, again, Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen. Uh, now if they were not the ones to write the song. We'll get into the song a little bit later and exactly how it relates to the old Spiral Highway, but I thought that'd be a good interlude to this episode. So Where should we begin on this journey to the old Spiral Highway? Start at the beginning, I suppose, right? No better place. So the year is, uh, well, I guess 19, I would say around 1915, 1916, it was completed in 1917. So Mm -hmm. 1917 was the year that uh, drivers could officially begin driving the old Spiral Highway. And 1917, this was when automobiles were starting to gain in popularity. So before all this, you had stagecoaches, horses, all this kind of stuff. And I guess if we want to go back even before, we could talk about uh, the John Silcott Road, also, also known as the Uniontown Road. Hmm. Because before there was an old Spiral Highway, uh, we, were, we would be taking the John Silcott Road. And this was just west of the old Spiral Highway, a little bit closer to the Washington-Idaho
1: border. Does it so, still exist now?
0: You know, I kind of wanted to find out. I'm not sure. I wonder if you can find it. Yeah. I don't... It
1: sounds familiar. My guess familiar. is No. It sounds familiar, You know, but I don't think I've ever driven on it.
0: As I've gone through this episode, I've come into so many familiar names. I'm like, oh, that's who that was named after, and mm-hmm. oh, it was that guy. Mm-hmm. And I know I've seen something about Silcott and maybe even John Silcott somewhere before. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if it's still passable. I know even at the time it was barely passable. There are stories of the uh, the road just being so bad that drivers would have to stop, get out of their stagecoaches or their, their cabs or whatever, and literally push boulders over the side of the hill to keep going. Right. And it would get washed out, and it was bumpy. And uh, here's a quote I found in a Lewiston Morning Tribune article. And it says, uh, here's a quote. One afternoon, the businessmen of Lewiston shut up shop, and all of us went out to work on the old hill road with picks and shovels. And this was a pioneer of Lewiston uh, lawyer Eugene A. Cox in in a 1961 interview. He said, we all sweated a lot and blistered our hands
1: without improving the old road very much. (laughs) Well, and I know that um, I've been told from my grandpa that back in the day, they used to keep drums of water every so often on the on the old spiral highway uh, so that people could pull over and, and cool their cars because it was so rough, rough going to get up there that they would often overheat. That's
0: right. I came across that as well. Uh, they'd fill their radiators with water. I right. guess this was before, you know, ethylene glycol right. or antifreeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that's absolutely what they would do. Yep. Um, so there was the John Silcott Road. Um, So when this was established in 1917, a few years later in 1926, it became part of U.S. 95, which now U.S. 95 follows the new road, the regular Lewiston grade now Mm -hmm. that we all know and love. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this was really cool because this started out as a highway between Canada and, and middle to lower Idaho. Right. And that's that's kind of the span of the road. Now it reaches all the way down to Mexico.
1: Except for, you were telling me about this earlier, one little section of the road, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. So it was uh, supposed to be just an all-Idaho road except for about half a mile, just a, I think a little bit north of here, passed through Washington.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder what that was for or uh, why that little detour kind of dogleg was made. If I had to guess, and I'd love to guess— I would say
0: it has to do with something with topography and or land ownership. It's got to be, yeah. That's 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 kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So the Old Spiral Highway, um, you know, when we do these episodes, I think I'm going to learn one thing, and then I learn a whole bunch of other things that are as cool, if not way cooler than the thing I originally intended mm. to do. You know, when we talk to... Uh, Hogan's is a great example. Mm-hmm. When we talked to Skate about Hogan's, I had no idea of the the huge history that Hogan's, the business, had.
1: Right. You and know what I mean? The transformation and how it changed into kind of what it is now from like a sporting goods store, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as far as the old Spiral Highway goes, it turns out the guy who designed it, well, it is awesome. Mm. And <laughs> he's, he's like this really interesting and neat person that and and, uh, and honestly making the old spiral highway as cool as it was for new motorists at the time he did so much other stuff that basically established clarkston as a town okay and what was this guy's name all right this was cc van Arsdall and okay. it was and again that sounds like a familiar name right? cash Ca- cassius cash van arsdall huh Fancy boy. Oh it, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Cassius was born in uh, I think the 1840s. I could have that wrong. Uh, in Muncie, Indiana. Oh wow! Shout yeah. out
1: to Pawnee and uh, Parks and Rec.
0: Uh, there's a, there's like a Swanson also in his thing, oh. and it was it was throwing me. For those of you who don't know, Parks and Rec, in Muncie, Indiana is kind of a joke. Place that they talk about sometimes, and mm-hmm. one of the main characters is Swanson. So I was reading through this. I saw he was born in Muncie, and then he was attached to a Swanson somehow. Hmm. It made me giggle. It did. Uh, so <laughs> he got his uh, engineering degree at the University of Indiana, and did, he worked for a lot of railroads. So he worked as a draftsman for the Union Pacific Railroad in 1880. He was also employed by the Grand Trunk Pacific Railway. And this – he worked in like Canada and Saskatchewan and he did a highway near Salmon, Idaho, which is kind of what introduced him to the area. Mm. And he – He was just a really talented engineer, and he did a lot of surveying for railroads, which was the main transportation at the time. Sure. The late 1800s.
1: Yeah, and they wouldn't let just anybody do that. I mean, these railroads were a huge undertaking. They were super costly. Um, So, yeah, he would have had to have known his stuff to be able to, to work on such massive projects. Oh, absolutely. Uh, So he got
0: married to his wife, Della. Uh, She was from Brownsville, Nebraska. And I can't remember where they were. I think they were in California when they met and got married. Uh, But as I said, they traveled around. They came to Salmon, Idaho. They uh, stopped in the Valley when he had that Salmon, Idaho, highway gig. And they fell in love with the weather and the area and decided to set up their life here. Hmm. So they came from Nebraska, Iowa made their way across, did a whole bunch of stuff in between and set up shop and started a family right here in, I think they started in Lewiston Mm. because at the time and more cool stuff that I learned, uh, Clarkston wasn't established. So this would be like 18, oh gosh. Uh, It was like the
1: 1890s. So it wasn't established, but it was still probably part of of Washington still. It
0: was in Washington, sure. But uh, it wasn't Clarkston for a long time. It started out as Jawbone Flats, Mm -hmm. right? It was also called Vineland. Mm -hmm. And before it was Clarkston, they actually called it Lewiston, Washington for a time. Huh. It was the u s. post office who was like, "Hey, guys, this is a little confusing. There's two Lewistons right in the same place. I know you're in different states,, uh, but this is this is kind of ridiculous. So it was also known as Concord before they finally established the name Clarkston. Wow
1: hmm.
0: yeah, uh, it was is it was kind of it was kind of crazy. so. Uh, again, learning all stuff. So Lewiston got its name in 1861. And the reason Clarkston wasn't established as a as a place like Lewiston was, so Lewiston was right on the water. And before the dams went in, the river was like 40 feet lower than mm-hmm. it is now. Sure. And we couldn't... There was no water in Clarkston. Which is one of the cool things about C.C. Van Arsdal is him and... Um, Charles Francis Adams, right? And those of you who don't know, Clarkson High School is Charles Francis Adams High School. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about Charles Francis Adams? Not other than the fact that the high school is named after him. <laughs> okay, I didn't either. He is, um, are you ready for this? He's John Quincy Adams' grandson. Wow. Which makes him John Adams' great-grandson. Wow. Huh. And he, Who knew? yeah, I didn't until That's we did crazy. this. So yes, Clarkson High School is named after the second and sixth presidents'
1: offspring, grand, grandson. Yeah, another thing about this valley that does not really go discussed, but should be.
0: Yeah, how how do how have I not known this? Yeah, this huh. is absolutely insane.
1: That's interesting.
0: Um, so yeah, it, it's just nuts. Uh, so. <laughs> um. Van Arsdahl was working for the railroads until the 1890s when there was a recession in the U.S. Mm. And a bunch of the railroads kind of had to shut down for a while. Um, And while he did that, he started working for the city. So he didn't have a job. And he was in Lewiston at the time. And they wanted to irrigate Clarkston to make it a viable community. Mm -hmm. So him and uh, Adams and... A guy named E.H. Libby, who was president of the water – the Lewiston Water and Power Company, they wanted to – they went to the Asoten Creek and they said, how can we use the Asoten Creek to irrigate what was known as Concord, Jawbone Flats, Vinland, and make it a place that could be established for agriculture and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. And so he was integral in getting water
1: to what is now Clarkston and having Hmm. it become established as – a city. Yeah, and so that must have grown out quite a ways further than what they initially had planned because you know Soton Creek's quite a ways away from where we are now, even on in, in Clarkston, or certainly out from where like uh the Blue Bridge is in that area. Oh sure. Huh. Yeah, absolutely. So he did that.
0: Um he helped worked there for a while, but it wasn't his end goal. I know he did this, and he helped design the 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 highway, which we'll get into in a minute. But he also went back. He wanted to railroads were his passion. Mm-hmm. so he stopped, did this for a while, and then eventually went back and worked for the railroad company., uh, but while he was, Doing all this, he established a house. Uh, it was on 15th Street near Chestnut in Clarkston. And actually, uh, Caitlin and I were out driving around earlier. We drove past it. Hmm. And I drive on 15th quite a bit. And I had been wondering what the, I've driven past this house multiple times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what what goes on there? It, 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 right now, it just kind of looks old and abandoned. And I oh, wouldn't okay. know it was there's anything to it. So if you're heading... Uh, south so if you're heading up 15th street and you're just past chestnut i think there's some apartment buildings and then just off the road you'll see this white house kind of a brown roof and it's under construction at the moment and that was his house and i had no idea i've driven past it so many times i've even
1: wondered about it right and apparently it was cc van arstel's house wow yeah you know and i can't picture it in my mind's eye because i just don't have the lay of the land of Clarkston in my head as well as I do Lewiston, but I bet you I've probably driven by it. Um, it. It does it look kind of unusual? Like, is it like a Victorian style? I would imagine from being that era, or
0: you know, you would think so. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think it just started off as kind of a simple one-level house, and mm-hmm. then it just had a bunch of additions on it. So it's got a second floor, and it just kind of looks like a, an older normal style house you Hmm. would you would drive past it and not even think of it but I think the address if anyone wants to check it out is ten eleven fifteenth 15th street okay so also another thing about the house before we move on from that he uh at the time of course there was a lot less development I mean we're talking early 1900s very late 1800s Very little development. They had um, an orchard set up. So that was one of the things. His wife, Della, was pretty cool. She was way into ceramics. Mm -hmm. And she would make dishes and cups and all this stuff and paint it with birds and and plants of the area. And they had a very big orchard. And they would uh, make a living, besides his engineering work, um, with fruit trees. And they would sell fruit and and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Which probably benefited from the irrigation that he worked on. Absolutely. I mean, he couldn't have done it without it. Right. So he, all right, so they brought power and water to the area. This was in the late 1800s. And then a few years later, E.H. Libby, which I suppose that's what the road, who the road Libby is named after. Sure. Again, learning all this cool thing about everybody. <laughs> He was put in charge of bringing in a new road that would make the John Silcott road you know obsolete because it again, like we said, was just horrible condition it it needed an update or we needed a new road for sure right. and and I guess I should say too uh that C.C. Van Arsdal, he did other highways as well. He was really integral in getting this area and the Wallowa area a highway in that... I think it was the Blue Mountains Mm -hmm. mountain range. Um, So he made that highway as well. And then a bunch more railroads in this area. And then for a bit, he left his family to go to saskatoon saskatchewan and build railroads and he would come back and visit in the winter and and he did that for a couple of years
1: um let's see so saskatoon is always the uh the place that i give reference for when i say something's really really far away oh really (laughs) (laughs) that's from here to saskatoon beats uh east of nowhere yeah Timbuktu. (laughs)
0: Timbuktu, that's right. Yeah. Um, So I guess we could talk about the actual old spiral highway. Um, It was constructed in 1917. We were talking about automobiles earlier. And one of the cool things is he built it with automobiles in mind. Sure. Sure. It was so, the wave of the future at the time, right? Exactly. And so we're talking about 2,000 feet in elevation, mm-hmm. seven miles of road, right? Because obviously the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill is not seven miles long. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up with 64 curves. <laughs> <laughs> and before we – yeah. So – where this is uh, – I would I would assume this is just a, a huge undertaking.
1: Well, yeah, because, I mean, I, I'm not a geologist, but I would guess just with my basic knowledge of this area that that's probably basalt that they carved out to create that road. So, I mean, I would think they had to just blast the hell out of it. Yeah, dynamite.
0: and I don't – I could – I really tried hard to find – stuff on like the process of mm-hmm. building it and that was a little difficult but yes i imagine that would have been a huge headache to blast through all that right. to get well, and something
1: going getting the debris cleared and then making it smooth and even like it, it would have been insane yeah so
0: before we jump into the rest of it let's cut to um a commercial Hey, do you want to know how you can get the Old Spiral podcast uninterrupted? Check out our new Patreon account. From now on, you can get the same show you know and love without being interrupted by commercials. We would really appreciate the support, and if you would, head to patreon.com slash Podcast. Now back to the show. All right, gotta love commercials. So, yes, it would have been a nightmare to actually level off everything they needed to do Mm -hmm. and i mentioned that he had it with automobiles in mind so one of the features that he did and well this comes back to the whole water and the radiator thing was he had to make it like an uphill spot and then kind of flat and then another incline and then kind of flat Mm -hmm. and then another and then kind of that whole deal hence the many many switchbacks hence the many switchbacks exactly right And and then so not only were there watering stations, not for your horses, but for your car, right? which I guess I didn't think of that. It's kind of funny. Uh-huh. You know, there used to be watering stations for horses. Uh, right. Now you water your car. That's right. Man, technology, <laughs> how it's come so far. But there's also a watering hole for your mouths. About mm. halfway up the spiral highway at a time, there was a restaurant.
1: Oh. Huh. And is that structure still standing now or is it gone?
0: I don't believe it's still standing. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I think it's gone through various names.
1: Hmm. I know I saw something about like a cowboy something or other. We'll have to ask uh, Stu from Spiral Rock about that if he knows anything. Yeah, I wonder if he does. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: So I've got, I'm sitting here looking at a picture and I'll post this somewhere uh but this is from the uh i think it's from the 360 it might just be the tribune it's a. Uh what do they call those? Blast from the Pass? So I yeah. guess it probably is Tribune. Yeah. Uh, it's from 2014. It's a picture from the 1920s. Uh, it's called Hanging by the Highway. And it's got a picture of the old spiral highway from the 1920s and a gentleman sitting on the wooden railing mm-hmm. that spanned the distance of the, well, it was mostly on the big curves. They would put wooden railing. Right. True. And
1: you can see there that it was gravel for a long time. Huh. Yeah, that would have been also insane to maintain. Yeah, apparently it was a it was a total pain to maintain. Oh, I'm sure. And
0: it was uh it wasn't until the nineteen seventies, I wanna say, not necessarily that it was paved. I couldn't tell exactly when it was paved, uh, but to make it up to standards. Mm-hmm. I think some governor named Gore, I don't, it wasn't Al Gore, uh, <laughs> but it was some governor named Gore came through and was like, there's no reason this shouldn't be brought up to the standards of a, of a good highway. And they were given the rest of the money they needed to finally make it the, oh, it's really nice road that it is today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So yeah, not only today is it a nice road, but it's just a, it's a, it's a destination mm-hmm. for Uh, bike riders, uh, bicycle, and I'm thinking more motorbike riders, motorcycle. That's what I'm looking for, (laughs) motorcycle.
1: Yeah, well, at one point, I mean, I think it was before our time, but they used to have an event, and it was called I Made the Grade, right? Oh, it's still happening. It still happens?
0: Oh, yeah, they do I Made the Grades. I know my cousin's done it. I've uh, thought about it in a passing sort of fashion. And for the folks at home that don't know what is I Made the Grade, uh, so I made the grade Is an annual bicycle race up the spiral highway, right, which seems insane to me, but a lot of people do it, yeah a lot of people do it, and the only thing it I would could take find me all day it takes so it
1: takes a while. I'm not an avid bike rider, so it it would. It's not a good way to start. uh, I'm gonna have a cheeseburger eater and not not a bike rider. Well, maybe if there was a place in the middle where we could stop and get a cheeseburger, (laughs) I'd be more inclined.
0: Um, But so what I could I found an article in 1994 that said it was the 14th or 15th annual. Mm -hmm. So my guess is it started in either
1: 79 or 80. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know they were still doing that. That's pretty cool. I wonder how many uh, participants they get each year for that or how I, much it varies. Gosh, or... I want to say it's at least 100. Yeah. If not many when more. When do they hold that? Is that in the spring? It seems
0: like it's in the spring each year. Okay. Again, I should have uh, looked up more information on I Made the Grade. If you are an I Made the Grade participant, shoot us a post on Facebook. Say, yeah. I Made the Grade. Yeah. I enjoy it. This is what I know about Don't it. It's a lot t-shirts. of fun. Post some pictures of yeah. your I Made the Grade stuff yeah. on our Facebook. That would be a lot of fun. I'd love mm-hmm. to see them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Spiral Highway, C.C. Van Arsdol, said, uh, I'll build it. And originally he said, I'll build it for a cost of $50,000. Um, turns out that it cost $100,000.
1: And this is 18 1917 is 1917. when it was done. Yeah. So roughly 1915 19 Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it did take I'm sure a couple of years. And uh, what what would the equivalent of that be now? 2 million dollars. Which still seems like not that much, really. No, it doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. I mean for a gravel road, but at the time well, you, you know, got to think about the massive scale of, like we were talking about earlier, moving all that rock and cleaning it up, especially at a time when I would think that the machinery was a lot more crude and it would have been just straight up manhandling the rock, I would think.
0: Yeah, that's my guess. I mean, I'm sure they had a couple
1: big old trucks. Yeah. Uh, but it would have been, it
0: would have been old school, man.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there weren't dump trucks yet. Model Ts were like brand new. <laughs> Yeah, so, so uh, it
0: was quite the undertaking. Right. Huh. Yes, so again, 64 curves, 7 miles, 2,000 feet elevation. Uh, the early drivers, they thought the highway was amazing because before that, it was a wagon trail, just barely passable. And uh, here's a quote uh, from someone it says, uh, half the time it was two feet of mud and they'd have to have teams of mules and horses to pull a up. <sighs> so this would have been just a, I mean, we take, I think we take going to Moscow and Pullman for granted. Yeah. I mean, I commuted up there for two years and it mm-hmm. was nothing, right. but could you imagine living in, in the newly formed Lewiston I mean Lewiston's like just it's less than 40 years old at this point well by the time it was completed it was about 50 years old maybe 55 or so right so living in Lewiston and just trying to get to Moscow
1: well I'm sure at that time they had resources in Moscow that we wouldn't necessarily have readily available here in in the valley so you probably had to make that trip every once in a while which man that would have been uh really annoying (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Um, So
0: the old Spiral Highway, its heyday was from when it was built, 1917, all the way up until it was replaced by the new highway in 1977. Hmm. So it wasn't until my dad was, you know, um, 13 years old Mm -hmm. before the new highway was actually built. Yeah. Which is kind of fun to think about because I think it was within our lifetime
1: that Bryden Canyon was made. Oh, yeah, totally. So that's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, my dad has stories about him and his five brothers and sisters crammed in the back of a station wagon, zipping up the old spiral highway and uh, having a great time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now I think uh, let's get to why I played uh, Hot Rod Lincoln. So... That was Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airman. I should have maybe gone with the original writer, which was Charlie Ryan, because Charlie Ryan is, is the reason that the song exists. Mm. And in the introduction, I don't know if, how close of attention you were paying to the lyrics, uh, but he mentions a hot rod race going up a steep hill, and uh, you know what I'm going to do? I am... I'm just going to read some of these lyrics. We're going to go full poetry mode here. <laughs> and it says, uh, have you heard the story of the hot rod race when Fords and Lincolns were setting a pace? Story is true. Um, I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. I've got a Lincoln motor, and it's really souped up. That Model A Vitmix make it look like a pup. It's got eight cylinders, and uses them all. It's got overdrive, and it just won't stall. With four-bell carb and dual exhaust, 411 gears, you can really get lost. It's got safety tubes, but I ain't scared. The brakes are good, and the tires are fair. Pulled out of San Pedro late one night. The moon and the stars were shining bright. Was driving up Grapevine Hill, passing cars like they were standing still. Now, after that, you're thinking, that's not Lewiston that's not old spiral highway but that is what we call artistic uh what's poetic license poetic license um this was written by charlie ryan and he wrote this about a place called lewiston Hmm. and a highway called old spiral highway Hmm. uh so he was an American singer-songwriter. This song came out in 1955, and it was kind of an answer to a guy named Arky Shibley's song. It was a 1950 song called Hot Rod Race, and that describes a race in San Pedro, Los Angeles, between two hot rod cars, which stay neck and neck, until and they were uh, overtaken by a kid in a hopped-up Model A. So that's kind of where some of the lyrics are coming from. So it was he i don't know oh here we go this is based on a true story so charlie ryan was actually not only a singer songwriter but he was a car guy he was a mechanic he loved cars he loved hot rods right and he would go out
1: and race yeah i think that was kind of the thing you did back in the day for fun if you were a, a teenage boy or a guy in your 20s you you, you got into cars
0: yeah so it, what else are you gonna do Right.
1: No Netflix. Right.
0: Yeah. Cheeseburgers <laughs> are a lot harder to come by. Um, so uh, here's, if you believe Wikipedia, which you know I do. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll say sure.
0: Wikipedia. Uh, here's what Wikipedia has to say about it. So he, uh, it's based on the description of his own hot rod built from a 1948 12-cylinder Lincoln. It was shortened two feet with a Ford Model A body on top of it. So... It was he raced his hot rod against a Cadillac sedan driven by a friend in Lewiston, Idaho, driving up the Spiral Highway to the top of the Lewiston Hill. So he incorporated elements from this race, but he changed the setting to Grapevine Hill. Uh, This was near Gorman, California, to fit in with the narrative of that Archie Shibley song Hot Rod Race. Hmm. So I don't know. You mentioned that you you knew someone that said he was kind of from here.
1: Well, I'd heard that... uh... At least, you know, because I didn't really know anything about the song, to be honest with you, or the guy that wrote it or any of that, but um, I was sitting around in the fly shop and, and a regular that comes in all the time was telling me about how he actually went to school with the person that wrote the song or was involved in some way, and that person's father also used to, like, uh, moonlight every night at uh, a, a famous nightclub that used to be out in North Lewiston, and he taught his son how to play guitar and how to yodel, it sounded like, and... Uh, he he got into playing a new style of music at that time which was rock and uh that that's at least what he told me about it at that time so i don't know anything about uh this side of it but i'm sure somewhere you know there's truth to uh him being involved somehow right
0: (laughs) absolutely and and you know what i'm feeling bad about playing the commander cody in the lost planet airmen version now uh that was covered in 1971 so let's hear a little bit of this original charlie ryan version
1: from souvenir records The the hot rod race that fatal day When the Ford and the Mercury went out to play Well, this is the inside story, and I'm here to say I was a kid that was driving that Model A Well, it's got a Lincoln motor, and it's really souped up But that Model A body makes it look like a pup It's got 12 cylinders, and uses them all With an overdrive that just won't stall It's got a four-barrel carbon dual exhaust Four 11 gears you so can really get lost It's got safety tubes, and I'm not scared The brakes are good, and the tires are fair Left San Pedro late one night The moon and the stars are shining bright Everything went fine up the Grapevine Hill We was past the card like they was standing still
0: I love the car horn effect that they've got going in there. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. It just gets better as it goes, too. Uh, there's more of that and everything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit more of this lyrics, if you don't stop me. Cool. It says All of a sudden, in a wink of an eye, a Cadillac sedan passes by. I said, boys, that's the mark for me. But then the taillights is all you could see. Now the fellows were me from being behind, so I thought I'd make the Lincoln unwind. So I took my foot off the gas, and man alive, I shoved it down into overdrive. I wound it up to 110. My speedometer said that I hit top end. My foot was blue, like lead to the floor, and that's all there is, and there ain't no more. The boys thought I'd lost my sense, and telephone poles looked like a picket fence. They said, slow down, I see spots. The line on the road looked, looked just like dots. Took a corner, side-swiped a truck. Cross my fingers just for luck. My fenders was clicking in the guardrail posts. The guys behind me was white as a ghost. <laughs> Now, smoke was coming from out the back when I started gain on that Cadillac. Knew I could catch him and I thought I could pass, but don't you know by then to be low on gas. We had flames coming out from the side. Feel the tension. Man, what a ride. I said, look out, boys. I got license to fly, and that caddy pulled over to let us by. Now, all of a sudden, she started knocking, and down she dips, and she started to rocking. Looked in my mirror. And red light was blinking. The cops was after my hot rod Lincoln. They arrested me and put me in jail and called my pappy to throw my bail. He said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop drinking driving that hot rod lincoln (laughs) so there's a little charlie ryan for everybody and whether he's from here or not that happened here and it was a really popular song at the time
1: right yeah yeah again kind of just one of those cool little ties to the valley that uh you know you don't really think twice about but uh we have all this cool history here absolutely from
0: uh president's uh, grandsons and great-grandsons to really impressive engineers that you know did an insane amount to build the community that we live in
1: yeah it sounds like parts of the whole country
0: even oh absolutely i mean he was introduced from, from here, here to
1: saskatoon from
0: here to saskatoon buddy <laughs> yeah and uh and then it you know inspires songs that
1: were popular nationwide right yeah. Well, uh, if you haven't done it, I would encourage you to go get in your car right now. Maybe listen uh, to this episode again or uh, throw on some Hot Rod Lincoln and go drive up and down the uh, the Old Spiral Highway and check it out.
0: And I would like to say be careful because I went on the Lewiston Tribune website and I searched Old Spiral Highway and I swear it was Man dies on Old Spiral Highway. Lady (laughs) flies from car on Old Spiral Highway. Boy dies on Old Spiral Highway. Car crash on Old Spiral Highway. Commentary on Old Spiral Highway. Goat dies on Old Spiral (laughs) Highway. (laughs) Like, so
1: many people. Ah, just be careful. You'll be all Just
0: be careful. If it's raining, go slow. Right. You know? I mean, until recently it seems like every year there's a pretty bad crash on the old spiral highway definitely if you're going to uh, spiral rock vineyard which we highly recommend find a sober driver to drive you down <laughs> the old spiral highway we don't want to see you in the news <laughs> that's right uh some other fun stuff before we jump out uh, i think there's a pet cemetery
1: yeah have you been there yeah i have uh that was, of course, one of the dorky things you got to go do as sort of write a rite of passage in high school. I think go check out the creepy pet cemetery. That's right. I've heard that. Um, it's uh, on one of the bends, one of the many bends that we alluded to earlier. You can't miss it. There's a uh, little Can, tiny headstone. One of the and, sixty-four bends. One of the sixty-four. I bet it's um, the mid forty, though. <laughs> could be. <laughs> Just look for the little teensy headstones and. Uh, Sort of these, like, uh, I don't know what those are, locust trees, maybe. And uh, you, yep. know, you can see it there. And you maybe can even leave behind uh, Fido, who's gone to greener pastures, unfortunately, there at the uh, pet cemetery with his friends. Right. Um, Drew was telling me a story also about uh, back in the day,
0: I think before trucks and maybe even before the old spiral highway, they would sh- send hay on shoots down the hill
1: yeah and other stuff too i think um just general goods uh from the palouse they would send down on these like uh like you said shoots they were like these big wooden sled type things i i can't remember if i learned that in my public history course or maybe in my internship with the historical society i can't remember we'll find out more and we'll update you but yeah what, what they did was they would send that down the hill And kind of just let it go. And in the summer, of course, it gets extremely hot. Well, they would oftentimes uh, combust and catch on fire. So Flaming bales of fire. Imagine the flaming bales of hay coming hurling down the hill. Kind of fun. (laughs) All right. I want to thank the Nez Perce Historical Society, the
0: Lewis Morning Tribune, and Wikipedia for giving me all the information we needed to do today's episode. Yeah, and uh, Charlie Ryan, right? Oh, I definitely (laughs) would thank Charlie Ryan for sure. Uh, And then I'd also, you know, like to thank you, our fair listeners, for listening to our show. And again, uh, if I can do another reminder, uh, if you did I Made the Grade, post some pictures on our Facebook, let us know how you liked it. Is it easier than you thought it'd be? Is it harder than you thought it'd be? Um, And if you have any spooky stories, either make a voice memo and email it to us or get a hold of us through Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Contact us for any reason except for uh, criticism at (laughs) OldSpiralPodcast at
1: gmail.com. Thanks, everyone.